Take it away, John. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Welcome. To episode nine. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome. To episode nine. To episode nine of the Flickers <laughs> podcast. Shut you up there. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to keep going. I was like, shut the fuck up. That's just all I want. It's my trademark. It's like in um, Truman Show when he says like, in if case I don't, don't see you later. later. In case I don't see you. Good afternoon, good, afternoon, good evening, good, evening, good, good night. night. Yeah. yeah. That's what it's like. That's my thing. Just welcome. Okay. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. And can we all, seeing as we usually start off talking about the footy updates, <laughs> can we also say, yeah, Rabbitohs are looking pretty good. Well, they and all, I called it. They also versed to the Warriors, it, not a gun team. Yeah, but they thrashed them. They also them. versed the Titans. Yeah, gun but team. they thrashed them. Unfortunately, I can't be. I can't be as happy as I usually would be because Parramatta lost. Oh. But oh. it's one of those things where they lose. But you're happy with them losing, no. because because when when a that's team, not a thing. No, it is because I know. Like I, I was know thinking about mean. it today, and I was thinking to myself, like, what kind of season would you want to have? Okay, let's say they went undefeated the whole season because mm-hmm. they lost. They they'd won five games in a row, first five games. Yeah, lost their six, but that's okay. They're on top of the ladder still. It doesn't matter. But what kind of season it is if you win every game? Like I was thinking about the Golden State Warriors yeah. and how they won, and like, then you didn't don't win progress. the championship. Yeah, it's like you don't progress. You don't learn anything. Yeah, but you don't win. Ga- you don't win competitions in fucking so yeah, in fucking February. So that's you, know why, I mean? you don't win them early. That's on. why bunnies were losing the early games. Learning, learning, learning. Well, now we're hitting form and boom. Well, you've lost, well, you're true, true test. This week, I think you're versing Penrith or mm-hmm. someone. Oh, oh, that's an easy match. No, they've just beat the Storms. Cleary, so. Reynolds, come on. But anyway. Uh, in that way, I, I'm I'm happy that they lost. I'm happy the way that they lost. Like they mm-hmm. went down fighting. Um, the scoreline didn't really reflect, but oh, I'm it reflected. Happy. You know, it, it reflected. Well, it's only three tries to two, oh, so it reflected. And then you're going to kick six penalty goals. That shows how good our defense is if they have to keep kicking goals. But also, it also. reflected the score. So I um, think at the end we'll be there at the end. We'll be. I think maybe. If, We'll get them at the end. Parramatta's Parramatta can get them. known for choking. Parramatta didn't have the ball for the first 60 minutes, and when they did, they scored twice. First 60 they minutes? Didn't, they didn't. You can check them stats. Check them stats. Check them stats. No. But how are you, Jesse, besides the footy? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Uh, we missed Doing out fine. on releasing an episode last week. Well, we kind of released two episodes in one week. In one week to make up for the fact that we didn't do one last weekend. That was purely because we went away see family. to see our grandparents yeah. in um, Narendra. Narendra. Let's get it right <laughs> so people don't actually think that's what... Um, um, but it was a good trip. It was yeah, good. it was good. It was good to kind of get away from the city. Get Definitely. away from like also COVID in a way. Get rid, rid, rid of that. No, but get rid of that like... In the city, I feel it's bigger. In the country, is not as much. No one gives a shit. You know what I mean? Like, because, yeah, it's quiet anyway. Yeah. No, like, life hasn't changed too much in Narendra. Yeah. But it was really good. Shout Ever. out to all the people in Narendra listening to us right now. No, we're really big out there. <laughs> big out in the country stations. Wagga, Griffith. We're big out that way. Um. Yeah, anyways, let's get started with what we're here to yeah, do. Yeah, okay. So, let's go. Let's do Flick or Stick. So, Flick or Stick is a segment in which we have three pieces of news. Could be three, could be two, could be four, does whatever. It's generally three. And um, we decide if we like it or not. So if you like it, you flick. You, you stick, you stick it, and, and if you don't you, like, you flick. Yeah, exactly. So the first bit, first bit of news on episode nine, back after our little uh, hiatus, hiatus, um, is the Oscars have been pushed back mm. by two months. To I think Oscars July. usually February, right? Yeah. So April. April. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get back up. <laughs> Two so, months to yeah, July. April, sorry. That makes no yeah. fucking sense. <laughs> like again, I got mate, noise the knuckles, going on. mate. You got to remember the knuckles. I'm not doing that bullshit. <laughs> days don't matter anymore. Okay, they don't, yeah. months and days don't matter. But um, yeah, it's been pushed back by two months to April. Um, I think it's it's a good idea they do that because you, not many not many movies have been released exactly. enough for and then awards. Like, what's gonna win the award? It'll be you know. Yeah, well, generally most of movies that are released will that are up for consideration get released in November and yep. December. But and now you can probably still see that like people are probably not going to go to the theaters by in, then, by then probably. I mean, we're in July mm. and there's still an open. Well, July, what are we? June. In June. Sorry. We're in June and July is when they get open and mm-hmm. you know, people still don't want the outbreak. So maybe they will be fully back open, but I still don't think It'll like be as big of a thing. Yes. Yeah, it'll be as big as a thing. So it's still good. It's a good idea that they, they come back. Like yeah. they push it back because you don't want like yeah like a like you don't want a movie to win under those kind of circumstances like it's, it's like so if it wins and you know like if it was any other year it definitely wouldn't have won yeah. like that type of thing yeah it's, like, it's just because it was one of the few movies that was actually released yeah that like, it just kind of yeah. got lucky you don't you want that, but you know what's good about this is that maybe the the Oscars will now be more um, receptive to. Netflix movies and Stan movies and movies that are released in streaming services because 
originally they're, that's, not, yeah. they're not they're not right. they're not heavily well received by the academy in terms of like Oscar like the really? Irishman, yeah, Irishman is the only one yeah, right? well, no, Roma won the best picture right. but like yeah. I think won best picture or won best director it won mm. one of them but like even then they're, they're only just becoming more like accepted yeah so I think that this could be a good thing for streaming services in terms of awards and the accolades. Yeah, that's very true. Even though you'd pop, most people don't do movies for like accolades, like you would say. Most, mm. most, well, but it's very. But it is a business. Fair, but yeah, know? yeah, like yeah. Hundred percent. You don't do it for that, but it's nice. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, like, and it helps. You be an Oscar, I'll be fucking yeah, happy. Yeah, and it helps <laughs> boost your like your business. Your credentials. Netflix is a business. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and like you want to. It also helps to attract actors to the to Netflix. If you're like, exactly. oh, we can win an Oscar on Netflix, like you know, it's crazy. Well, yeah. Too. So it's it's good in that front. Um, I've always been a big fan of the Oscars. I like watching the Oscars. I know it's so cool. Um, I like watching the announcements, but the only problem with the announcements is that they're like four o'clock in the morning because of the time difference. So here in yeah. Australia, you get them like quite like early. You got to like stay, stay up, up or, or set wake an alarm. Up, yeah. Or, but luckily now we got like you know IQ or something, so you can just record it. But Back when we didn't have that, you just mm. have to wake up kind of early. Yeah, and I, I, I like the Oscars. Yeah, just they're fun. Um, they, I kind of like the fact that they don't have hosts now. I think the idea of have not of not having a host is good. I, like I think the it just host. keeps the it keeps the ball rolling. Like, In a way, it's like interchangeable kind of. Yeah, kind of I don't think you need one necessarily. You yeah, don't need it, worked, it. It worked pretty it well works, without a host. It's been the last two years they haven't had yeah. one, and it yeah. worked. It works fine. I think yeah, when you have a host. A lot of criticism comes from that. Like, no one hosts. The, everyone who hosts the Oscars doesn't do a good job. Apparently, like, yeah. I, any like anyone from the past couple of years, there's always criticisms, and it's mm. it's kind of like a toxic job. Like, really, the only win. one who's done it successfully is Ricky Gervais. Like, well, he with did the, the Golden, Golden Globes. Globes yeah. But there's a reason he's done it. What five, six times? Yeah, but I'll, but like, the Golden Globes are more um, like accepting to having people back. Like, yeah, Amy Poehler and Tina. Yeah. Tina. Tina Fey, Fey. yeah, they had her on. They've had them on a few times in a row. So like they're they're open to having people back. Mm. Um, Oscars kind of want to have it every year. And then the thing with the Oscars is like they like to have hosts that are generally appealing to younger fans because they want people, um, they want a younger audience to watch the Oscars. Mm. So yeah, I mean, I'm happy. I'm happy with this news. Like I, I stick with it. Yeah, it's it's it doesn't really matter. It's not really like a flick or stick kind of. I was kind of scared the Oscars wouldn't be a thing next year. But I, I'm yeah, happy I mean, that it's just been pushed yeah, back. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, they would never months. cancel it. it I, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure about the ratings. And maybe it does rate well. Mm. Maybe it doesn't. I'm not too sure. Not yeah, too sure. Knows. Sorry, but but like, it's such a prestigious thing. You got to keep it. You know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's been around for ages. Yeah. Pretty sure. You know, actually, during World War Two, um, they actually made the Oscars out of like wood or something. What do you? Oh, really? Yeah. Why? Because I think like. Uh, because they were using metal for other yeah things. for like bullets and like well they use right. gold isn't it's made out of gold it's like something carrot I can't Is remember it? exactly what it's made of I'm pretty sure it's gold right but, but like I think they used that for something else or they wanted to keep it for like an economic reason so instead of wasting yeah, gold on right. like awards they gave, they made them out of like I'm pretty sure it was wood, wood or some sort yeah. of something other than gold that was lesser than yeah it was quite right. interesting. I, know, I read that like ages ago a little little fact you can go tell your friends maybe just Google that fact. And not see if it's right. I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, it's right. Like, we, we could be feeding you a bunch of bullshit right now and yeah, saying exactly. it with so much confidence yeah, exactly. that you just believe it. It's not a lie if, if you, you believe, believe it. it. Yeah. That's not it's not. <laughs> anyway, so I, f- I stick with that. What about you? Yeah, definitely stick with it. It's fine. Yeah. I don't, I'm not too phased about it, I guess. Yeah, cool. Okay, on to uh, news number two. Uh, Kristen Stewart has been hired to play um, Princess Diana in the movie. I think yeah. it's called Spencer. I think her name is Diana Spencer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so she's been hired to do that. What are your initial I think thoughts? That's about amazing that? casting. You reckon? To be honest, I think it is. Why I is think, that? I don't like. I don't really know, but it's kind of like she has like a kind of essence or vibe about her where she could play that character yep. in a way. And I, I, you look at her and you're like, yeah, she could pull that off. You've seen like other movies she's done. It's kind of like. I think that character is a good one for her. I think it's a good for a career. I think, yeah, I think I agree with you. Massive on that. for a career, and I think it will be one of those kind of like that Taron Egerton type thing. I guess you could say with like Rocket Man, Rocket Man, in a way where it's kind of like, or they get. I'm trying to think of a better, I guess, analogy for that. That movie is like, really good for Taron Egerton's career. That, exactly. See, like, and it shows. Yeah. Oh, they can really 
do it do well, a movie justice it, or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. They like, can lead a movie. Yeah, they can hold a movie on their exactly. own. Exactly. Because Taron Egerton was kind of like like he had Kingsman, but it was, yeah, like you know, than, and Kingsman Two wasn't so great. Yeah, but um, I kind of agree with you in the sense that it's good for a career. Mm-hmm. I kind of liken this casting and probably perhaps a res- the response to the casting in the same way as people. Um, having the same response to Robert Pattinson being Batman, yeah, right, yeah, because people only know them for being, um, for being in Twilight, Twilight right, yeah. and but since Twilight, Robert Pattinson has done a lot more critically acclaimed films. Mm. Kristen Stewart, not, not as so much. much. She's made interesting. She's a good act. Like I yeah. don't mind her as an actress. I think that sometimes she can be guilty of doing the same thing where she like bites her lip and kind of looks yeah, all, like anxious right, and shit. Yeah. Um. So. I mean, on that front, like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like her in that way. Like when she just, I feel like she can do sometimes the same thing. Yeah. But um, I mean, yeah. So I liken the response to the Robert Pattinson thing. But I think, I think she could do a job. I think she's untested as an actress. Like I haven't really seen her in something that I really. I don't think she she's taken too many risks. But you know, also I'm not a massive Kristen Stewart fan, so I can't. Like I haven't seen every movie. There was there was one movie which I haven't seen. Um. But I've seen like an interview about it, like an actors on actors thing with Shia LaBeouf and her, and they're talking about this movie she was in, and it looked pretty cool. I've never got around to watching it. Yeah, I think that was well, the one that was kind of like a risky move for her in a way. But this, to me, it's going to be a big film. Yeah, she's if she's not good in it, you know, people yeah. are going to talk. But I think she will be good in it, and I think she's at I guess a point in her life and her career where she wants to make those doesn't start changing her career path yeah. in a way. Well, she's not the first actress to play um, Princess Diana in a movie. Now, yeah, they yeah, did yeah, that yeah. a few years ago with Naomi Watts, Watts yeah. and it didn't really work. Yeah. Like it wasn't a great film. But, but with her, I feel it's different. Well, I don't Naomi know, Watts, I feel like can be, she looks more like Princess Diana. It's not about Princess. the look. No, but I, I mean know. like I get a sense of regalness from her. Yeah. Kristen Stewart, I don't. Yeah. Like Naomi Watts has a grace and a charm about yeah. her that I can see her playing Princess mm-hmm. Diana. When I look at Kristen Stewart, just on a physical basis, and just in the way that but she presents herself, but in the way she presents herself, I don't feel feel that's, that. That's what I'm saying, and that's why I think it'll work better. I think it'll yeah. be it'll be different to well, just it's against type, exactly. Yeah. And it'll be like there'll be something going on inside, or something. If that makes sense, like with playing the character of Princess Diana, it won't just be what you already imagined in your head. Yeah, I feel, and then it'll work better. It's kind of like it'll be more of a real person than like what everyone thought Princess Diana I think that's also, that's a good point that Kristen Stewart also looks she has an edge to her she, yeah I she guess. has an edge and I guess she can she, she looks as if she's always hiding something and I like that so she I mean it depends what what, what they're going to tell with the story I mean hopefully it's not a biopic where and we're going to talk about another biopic in the next bit of news but mm. hopefully it's not a biopic that starts with her um, her birth oh, her right. teenage yeah, yeah, years yeah, yeah. No, like if they're going to do it they should just focus on a really small part, and I think they Something should probably intense. focus after the fact that she's after she's been with Charles when they got yeah. divorced, because that's when like I feel like they were under more scrutiny, yeah. and probably the bit towards she where she dies. Mm. Like, I think if they focus on kind of her end life, it will yeah, be a lot more definitely. interesting. But you know, she also did a lot of stuff with charity. She wasn't just a controversial figure in the sense yeah. that she had like um, she also had like an affair while she was with Princess Charles. So she yeah. Also, yeah, she was looked at heavily upon like. Almost saintly in a way, in a mm. way, people really, really loved her. You know, yeah. Um, so it would be interesting to see, like, if they focus on what part of her life they'll focus mm-hmm. on. I think if they focus on like the the charity stuff, it's not as juicy. Yeah, like yeah. It, it, that's it's, not going to sell. That's no. not going to sell seats. That's yeah, not going to put bums course. in seats. You know, you want to have a bit of controversy in this movie. I think they will. I think what you're saying is true, and I think they will go that path of yeah. following like a. A very short time frame, but something yeah. kind of intense and interesting, yeah. where you can get a feel for Princess Diana and what you thought of her, but also something different and yeah. also kind of a mystique. Or yeah, because there's obviously reasons for why she did what she did, and yeah. she was like controversial, but not. And it's kind yeah. of so kind of similar in um in Fruitvale Station how they just show a man. Yeah. I don't want them to deify her in this movie. I don't yeah. want them to show like, oh, she was Princess Diana. And yeah. She was regal and she was charming. I want yeah. her to have flaws. I want us to explore the flaws. I think they will. And that's why they're going with Kristen Stewart. Yeah. Because I think that's the she one that can it. portray yeah. that. And I guess like with Naomi Watts, it was a bit too regal. They try to go yeah. paint her in this like yeah. in another light. I haven't seen, like, I try to watch that movie. I didn't really like it. To be to be honest, I'm not really interested in Princess Diana. Like the things with like the yeah. the monarchs and the royals, I never don't really been, care. Never I've never really been yeah. interested in. It. I have watched The Crown though, and um, The Crown is, is like the a show about, about it. Yeah, it's yeah. about like um, 
like Prince Prince Princess Elizabeth Queen Elizabeth, sorry. Yeah. And that's the royal family and like her husband and whatnot and it in it follows different generations of them. Like also it's Prince Charles when he became like um Duke of Wales, was it? Duke of Wales? Prince of Wales, sorry. Yeah. He became Prince of Wales. See, that's how much I know. See, the du- I don't know yeah. much. All the Dukes yeah. and the Duchesses. He became Prince of Wales and that was an interesting story. Um, that show's really good. Like mm. I did actually like it and I've been meaning to want to watch more of it because I just yeah. thought it was quite interesting. But I would, I'd, it was one of the things that someone showed me, like my yeah. girlfriend showed me it. I didn't go out of my way to watch it. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's a good show. That's a really good show. So if anyone wants to watch Royals, it's a very popular show, so heaps of people have seen it. But yeah. Heavily, heavily recommend watching The Crown. Okay. So it'll be interesting. It'll so be interesting. flick or stick with it? Stick. Um, right. Well, I I'm stick. sticking. Yeah, yeah. I, I stick in the sense that it's good for a career. But not wholeheartedly. I'm sticking. not wholeheartedly because I don't care I kind about of the am. Roles. I don't give a shit that about much. the roles, but I feel like this will actually be a really good movie. It'll be interesting to see who directs it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they'll get Dexter Fletcher, the guy who... Um, is it the guy, Dexter Fletcher? I don't know. That's the guy who directed Rocket Man. I always get their names mixed right. up. But yeah, he directed Rocket Yeah, Man I don't know and, why I associated Rocket Man to this, Eagle. but it seems like it could work. I don't know. That's a really weird comparison. But, but yeah, but I don't know. There's like, something are they about do a musical? it. No. no, but like, I don't know why I did that. But I'm yeah. driving in the tunnel. Oh shit, the paparazzi. <laughs> oh no, that's, that's a dead. bit of a morbid. That, okay, that was morbid. She's dead. Bubble <laughs> beep. Bubble <laughs> beep up. She's dead. Dead. That's for Princess Diana. She's, She's dead. dead. That's so fucked up. That was a bad fucking joke. Yeah, whoops. We're going to um, fucking hell. Yeah, next, you ever do that? We keep no, no, rolling. No, no, no. Do you ever do jokes and you're just thinking to yourself like, "That was bad. Like, that was a bad joke." Oh, all the time. And I'm like, "I'm going to hell." But all the time. Like, I just then I had a going to hell moment. Yeah, <laughs> I do that all the time. I'm really sorry to anyone. That and was I really feel bad I feel bad after I make a bad joke and then about ten minutes later it's gone out of my head anyway. Yeah, <laughs> so I'll do it again. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes those things weigh heavy on my mind. <laughs> this won't, I don't think, but. Might you know? I don't. No. <laughs> deep in my Part side, three, I think. Anyway, Part three. <laughs> uh, bit of bit, uh, the next bit of news is Mike Tyson. I'll slip it in there. <laughs> bit on Mike Tyson. The Mike Tyson biopic with Jamie. No, Fox. shut up. Say it normally. Mike uh, Jamie it's Fox spinal. Is, is in. Yeah, Jamie Fox has got a spinal injury. I broke my back. Jamie Fox is playing Mike Tyson in a biopic. Now this news has been around. I'm pretty sure this news of casting has been around mm-hmm. for a while, but they're actually like they've it's only been in the development phase. Like and now it's been kind signed of, on to do yeah, it. Yeah, now it's but now it's happening. actually going to happen. Yeah. Um. What are your initial thoughts on that? I like it. Yeah. I think Jamie Fox is in a way the perfect actor for it in in a sense. Yeah. How so? I think he is like he's a bit of a character actor. And yeah. I think he can do it well and do it justice. And I don't think he'll fall too much into playing like just trying to become Mike Tyson. I feel like yeah. he's going to be very truthful to the story. And after like watching Just Mercy, you see that in him. And also in Django, he he likes acting and being truthful to the story. Now yeah. cat's, cat's running around running here. Around here. Um, <laughs> and then like he, he's, I feel like he will be truthful to it and he won't. Focus so much on, hey, I'm Mike Tyson, I'm a boxer. See, that's what I'm, I'm worried about. But I, I think he will put on a bit of a voice because that's I you feel like to. that's him. Yeah. But he will be very truthful to the story and not let that take away from the whole point of why this movie is happening. Well, see, my my problem with this casting is that I don't want it to be like a caricature. Yeah. Like, I don't want them to... Right. Like... With the voice, like, it, like that's the thing that kind of throws me off about this whole movie. To yeah, be honest with you, is is his voice? Yeah, like, Jamie, I'm sure Jamie Foxx could, he can do the voice. Like, I've heard him do yeah. Mike Tyson before. He's good at voices. And yeah, he, yeah, he's a great, like, he's good at impersonations. Yeah, and and when he played um Ray Charles, he's amazing. At like, he was great at capturing Ray Charles. But no one has a voice like Mike Tyson. Yeah, and because of his size, his voice makes him seem. I, like an idiot or like just like, yeah. just like a funny guy. Like yeah. just more of like a comedic character. Doesn't, doesn't add it doesn't up. really strike fear. Doesn't add up at all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It doesn't really make sense. So I'm just worried that it may not translate into the film. Like you might just, because mm. I'm pretty sure like the first two minutes you hear him speak, it's yeah. going to be like, my name's Mike Tyson. Like, do you know he's mean? not like, going to come in and do that. I don't like, think I'm going to beat the shit out of this guy. No. Nah. And like, I'm just worried that it's going to be like that. That's I my worry about this. Jamie Foxx is so good at capturing intensity mm. and you, and uh, like legit just after watching Just, Mer- Just Mercy like a few months ago, he's so good at capturing intensity in his mm. eyes and his face and that was Mike Tyson. Like he had the voice, but because it was Mike Tyson, that voice 
like you instead of not making you scared, you still get scared because it's like he's such an intense guy and it's like, what the hell is going on inside that head? And yeah. I think Jamie Foxx is going to be so good at doing that. Yeah. Uh, he'll definitely get the physicality, right? And he's going to... It's not... But yeah, and just I feel like the essence of Mike Tyson he yeah. can really bring... Well, it also depends on what part of Mike Tyson they're going to portray. Yeah. Like, I could imagine with this movie, they're going to go from beginning Baby to, to... Yeah, they're going to do But that's important. This. this one, I'm actually going to go... Usually, obviously, I don't like biopics that follow yeah. everything. But if they can do it right for this one, I feel like it's important because, like, I've read a lot of books on Mike Tyson autobiographies. What was his, and what was his coach's name again? Uh, Costa Mata. Yeah, like, he was the one who set Mike Tyson on, like, a straight and narrow way. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope but that his, like, it's his upbringing and childhood, or lack of upbringing, yeah. is so vital to understanding him mm. and how impressionable he was. I hope they don't do, like, a Wolf of Wall Street with this and go, they, they focus on the debauchery. And yeah, the excessiveness right. of him buying tigers and just doing right, crazy no. shit. Do you know what I mean? No, I think like that stuff uh, will be cool to yeah. watch, but I only want a little snippet. I'm actually I don't yeah. I want it to if they're gonna do it, I want it to show how erratic his life mm-hmm. became, but not like how crazy his debauchery that's, was. And that's you know where I, mean? I get confused with the movie. I have no idea what they're gonna kind of show yeah. in it. Like they can do so much with it, they can focus on him, his life changing, like, yeah. and through boxing, they can focus on his life unraveling. Yeah. They can focus on just him as a whole. They can focus on just well, he's a, like that. He's, an in-depth study yeah. of him. Like, I don't know where they're going to go with it. You know, he's not an old guy. What is he, like 50? He's in his 50s, if not towards yeah, he's like, he's late like, 50s. He's like 53. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's not an old guy. And the fact that he's not dead, do you reckon that means that he might have an actual influence on the biopic. Like he, yeah. his, his step. No, but do you worry about that? Because, you know, he may want to be, he may want people to see him in a certain light. No, I think Jamie Foxx will obviously, I think talk with him and do certain stuff, but I don't think they'll let him get too much into it and try to put his own personal bias in. It's it. not necessary that he's a, he's dead. That needs to be dead. No, they did the Elton John one, rocket man. You know, yeah. That's, that was really good. Elton John's yeah. still alive. And it, I think that's the fine line of doing biopics when someone's alive is having their input, yeah. but knowing when not to use it. Well, also, perhaps when people are dead, you want to, like in Bohemian Rhapsody, one of my problems with it is that they kind of make, I know, not, not deifying, but make him larger than life. I don't know. They make him po- yeah. in a more positive light yeah. and you want to see more Everything, flaws in yeah. the people. because You want to see the person, you don't want to see what we thought exactly. they were. We, we know what we saw. Yeah. We want to know what they saw when they're looking at like, us. I don't want to see I mean? the icon. I want to see the person. Yeah, exactly. That's the most important thing with biopics. Yeah. And as long as they capture that, I'm fine. Yeah. Um, it would be crazy. I hope like, they do. Like, I, do you I just do love the final boxing. Thing? I love... No, oh, they fuck, won't. That would be the funniest shit. They won't. If he did it, like, I broke my back. Final. <laughs> they're not going to do that in the movie. I want them to do They're that. not going to meme the just movie one like that. Thing. Just give me one. But, a little um, meme. I just want one little meme. Yeah, I think... I just love sport movies and boxing movies and Mike Tyson. I think I, I really hope it's going to be good. Um, so I'll stick with it. I think Jamie Foxx can do it well. It was like, but I'm sticking with it 60%. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, it could be... I, I The way I imagine them doing this movie, and mm. I hope they don't, maybe take their own little original spin, maybe like Raging Bull. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah of course I've yeah, seen yeah. it. Well, what I don't know. Not, De Niro. Not a lot of people have. I'd be very surprised. A lot love of people De Niro. don't watch a lot of old movies. But... Um, yeah, like I could imagine them taking that kind of route with it. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of like a similar story. Like in a, in a way, like I can imagine. Like Mike Tyson's more like, like also with with it? Mike He's Tyson with his physicality and more and also posing. like it's good you mentioned Same Raging Bull because that focused a lot off like yeah, outside off, of the out, ring, right? The box, yeah. So for Mike Tyson, the problem was never boxing. Yeah, it was because if his it. head was on straight and everything was fine outside the ring. He would have never lost. He would have never gone more than six rounds with anybody. He'd yeah. be known as the greatest ever. Mm. Boxing was never an issue. Mm. Like that's like yeah. that was never a challenge in his life. That's easy. Mm. It was everything outside that pulled him away, and that's the only reason he ever lost a match. Mm. So I think that's why it's good. Like bringing up Raging Bull is so important because it's it's all the outside yeah, stuff. It's all about boxing. Yeah, I feel like they won't show much actual fights. Maybe I, f- I feel like I, I'd be cheated if I didn't. No, see they they will, it, yeah. but I feel like. It be how the raging well, ball is. Well, his fights were really short. Like he 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 was like one exactly. Minute, you know. Like it's not a challenge. He's kind of like one punch man as yeah. re- real life. Because and one punch it's man. Just, and one punch man. That's not a challenge. The challenge is everything outside of life. So I think, yeah. um, yeah. So I, I, it's good you brought up raging ball. It could be very similar yeah. to that. Or like warrior. Yeah, like it could be very similar. Yeah. 
Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I, I stick with it. I like the yeah. casting. Just worried about how it's going to translate on a film. That's just yeah, the thing. It's yeah. good for of me. Of course, yeah. Um, so let's go into our first movie review. The Five Bloods. Yeah, The Five Bloods. Now this is interesting. Because so we, we were going to have a chat about this earlier and I shut it down because I said, no, I want to talk yeah. about it more. We always do that because Jesse picks because I don't live with Jesse. So he picks me up from my house and then he's like, oh, did you watch the movie? Or we talk, or we just like, oh, did you watch And then this? I'm like, and actually, like, no, shut up. Yeah. We've got to keep this so fresh. we got to keep yeah. it fresh. So like, anyway. So The Five Bloods is a 2020 American war drama film directed by Spike Lee. And it stars Del- Delroy Lindo, Jonathan Majors, Clark Peters, um and uh, there's a lot of names here and I don't want to you butcher I, I don't every name butcher any names. that you say I don't want to be like yeah I am so bad with that it also has uh, Chadwick Boseman he's he's in it as well mm. and it uh Kinda. the plot follows a group of aging Vietnam war veterans who return to the country in who return to Vietnam in search of the remains of their fallen squad leader mm-hmm. as well as the treasures they buried while they were yeah. surviving there so I I think initial impressions of this movie. I liked it. And they're also there to uncover some demons, I guess, yeah. as well. I mean, that's just an over... That's yeah. just, but I, I liked the movie. I didn't love it as much as I... As, a, See, as much as I love Black Klansman. That's where we go different. Yeah. I love the movie. Yeah. And there's... And I, I can see your argument that you were going to... That you've said before, like, how you didn't like... There was so much going on. And some <laughs> things you're like, oh, they didn't work enough to build that up, so it didn't matter. Yeah, so for... I don't know how we're probably going to go heavy spoilers in this movie. No. We're going to like a light spoiler territory, but um, I think this movie for me, and what I okay, I'll start with what I like. What I like about this movie, and what I like about a lot of Spike Lee movies, is that they always feel like documentaries to me. Mm-hmm. Um, they always bring in the real world conflict. Yep. Within this world, and even mm-hmm. like Black Klansman's a true story. Um, is this a true story? I don't, I don't think this is a no. true story, but like it brings what we have in our real in our real world, and brings it into the film. It, it, with the use of like archival footage and it, the yes. very, the way the movie begins, like yes. it gives you an like a view of black of the yeah. of um the black black soldiers and black people during Vietnam yep. War and also an overview of the Vietnam War. Yeah, and I really liked how like it just did that within mm-hmm. five minutes, and it really gave me the sense of okay, okay, so like I know straight away what this movie is about. It's about yep. black soldiers in Vietnam, and like that's very that's very like yeah. general overview, but that's just what I got off the first five minutes, and um. Also, another thing about his movies, they have really great soundtracks. soundtracks. Yeah. And like it opens up with Inner City Blues by Marvin Gaye. And fuck, that's a great song. Mm-hmm. And like it, the whole movie is really, he's really good at sticking to his arguments. Yeah. Like um, straight, like your Inner City Blues is like about like, you know, trying to make it as a black guy. Yeah. Like the, str- the struggles of being black yeah. and the struggles of life around you. And, and then it's also like hinting on that as coming well. Coming out this, now too. The movie coming out now is so good because it's not, because it is about the struggles of being a black guy, but it's something different to, mm. to you know, like ju- uh, to Just Mercy or something different to Fruitvale Station yeah. with like the police thing. This is like black soldiers. Yeah. So there's so much. And also what you, in America too with um, the whole thing of Colin Kaepernick kneeling and saying, but what about the soldiers, right? They said that fight for this country. Yeah. Yeah. People talk about the soldiers and the problems soldiers have. What about the problems that black soldiers, yeah. especially during the Vietnam time, where they were already fighting a war in their own country well, for the, freedom. The question that exactly, yeah. and no one really talks much about that when they go to fight. They deal with all the problems that soldiers and complain about and deal with the PTSD, plus, plus like so much extra confusion and so much well, extra. Also, crap. the Vietnam War was was heavily scrutinized for people that actually went to there, yep. went to the war. Like people were heavily like protested against. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. What just <laughs> happened? Yeah. I just burped. So yeah. <laughs> um. But I. Like you just raise a really important point, and it comes through so strongly in the movie. Is why do we fight for a country that doesn't fight for us? Exactly. And they also bring up like they do this really interesting thing in the movie where they have like um like a radio a Vietnamese radio announcer, and she brings mm-hmm. up the fact that Martin Luther King dies, and like you see that, and you have of. like eleven percent of oh no, it's like thirty two percent of the army here are black. Yeah, and like you know what I mean? Like it's like why are they sending you over here yeah. to, to be murdered essentially? And, and you just running yourself, and even here in Australia, like that was a massive thing here. Like exactly. even soldiers, our great grandfather, yeah, soldiers, like went, yeah, our went to World War Two when he wasn't even recognized as a person in his own country. Yeah, and then when he came back, he couldn't have like a beer with his mates that he fought. Aside he he with. couldn't actually when they dropped them all off at Darwin or something, right? And ev- and soldiers get the free train ride home. Yeah, he wasn't allowed on the train, mm. so it was kind of like. Yeah. So that stuff, there's so much extra problems that, and that doesn't get talked about. Yeah. It does kind of in Australia. It's kind of ignored. 
But in America, I don't think it gets talked about enough as well. Yeah. Um, definitely, it, it really isn't the whole Vietnam thing. Like, you always see the Muhammad Ali speech against it. Yeah. But that's kind of it Yeah. that I've really seen in America yeah. talked about it. But they this also movie the, is um, something new. I think his name is Bobby Seal. In the first mm-hmm. five minutes, they show him and he's talking about how, like, he he's essentially brings up the argument as well, why do we fight for our country? Yeah. He doesn't fight for us. Um. Yeah, he just brings it up. It, it's just, it's immediately making the point mm. of why of what this movie is, is about. And I like also straight off the bat with the movie, you get a sense of their the actual characters' chemistry and their brotherly nature they have with each other. I love that. Uh, yeah. With their with their sick fucking that handshake so fucking. Cool. I know. I wish I had a fucking handshake. Just even, but even it's so cool because they just be standing there, yeah. saying nothing, doing their own thing next to each other, yeah. and you just get like the vibe and you get the chemistry between them and, all. They do it so well, and also just with the not even even in their humor as well. Like you also. Like not just their humor, sorry. Mm. Um, one of their guys is like vote for voted for Trump, and he openly yeah. says that. And yeah. like, how many people can? How many people do you know you could openly say yeah. that, that you did that? You mean like that's that's the strength of their brotherhood and is that they can say those kind of. What things I liked about that too is so he's wearing the "Make America Great Again" hat, yeah. right? And obviously, when black people w- would go to the Vietnam War, there were black people back home saying like, "What are you doing this yeah. for?" Right? Like, and it's kind of a similar thing. Like they went to the war maybe feeling even though they were already fighting in their own country and they were confused whether they should go or whatever, they, for some reason, had a calling to fight for America Yeah. in a way. And I guess it's very, it's kind of similar to now if a black person votes for Trump, they're like, but he's done this, that, that, like, yeah. what are you doing? And then, but they have a calling to vote for him. Yeah. There's something about that yeah. that they kind of stand with and the whole, like, just make America great again, take away Trump. That patriotism was something I feel like would, would have made a massive conflict in the black community during the Vietnam War time yeah. and now again with the Trump thing. Yeah. And so in a way, I guess Spike Lee does kind of hint in it, and there's a reason he has the Trump thing in there. Yeah. I think that's maybe why. Oh, 100%, yeah. And like how... Um, uh, it's yeah. amazing how timely it is considering this movie would have been made what, like six or seven months, would have been finished six mm. or seven months ago. To be released and now, still released so perfect. And it's still, yeah. like you have that Black Lives Matter thing. Yeah. And that's been around for a while, but it's really- Big right now. Massive yeah. right now. Um, so it was just really, it's just a, it's almost like some, some sort of Confucius or- Yeah. Like Nost- no, it's not Confucius, like Nostradamus, sorry. Yeah. Just predicting the future in some sense. Yeah. But these issues, and also like these issues are so timely and they, they, they've mm. been around for so long that- it only made sense to put it in the movie. Yeah, you mean like it? It it'll always make sense to have yeah. those things, and it'll always make sense in our present mm, society. Exactly. So it's just really quite interesting to do like that. You know, with a Vietnam War movie, you're always going to get comparisons to other Vietnam War movies. Yeah. And obviously, in this movie, you got um straight off the bat when they show they show like the because it goes between uh, like the present day and back to Vietnam War. Uh-huh. Um, you get straight off the bat it's they're flying in like behind them is this massive sun. It looks like the apocalypse yeah. now poster. Yeah. And you just get like, there's a lot of allusions to apocalypse now in this movie. You've got the, um, the flight, the rise, the flight of the Valkyries. I think that's what's called that song playing, uh, the ride of the Valkyries. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And you've also got, um, some, some parts of the, the script, um, are quite hinting towards, um, yeah. Apocalypse now. Like yeah. there's one bit at the very end where one of the guy, one of the characters says madness, Madness, and he's lying down on the ground, and it kind of harking back to um, Marlon Brando lying down, going, "Yeah, oh, horror, oh, yeah, horror. yeah, yeah." So yeah. it's like, I mean, it's interesting because, like, they, like, this movie could have. I mean, it's how am I? What am I? Gonna, what am I trying to say? We in the movie, they kind of make reference to older movies, yeah, like Rambo, yeah, and yeah, yeah, and yeah, how yeah. Like, they're not accurately representing, yeah, and then representing them, and then they actually bring up Apocalypse now, yeah, and not, not Apocalypse. They don't bring it up, but like they show they it, show it yeah. in a way. They like like bring it back on. So I just thought it was interesting how they like they made fun of it, but they also mm. brought it back up. I mean, Apocalypse now is one of the better yeah. war films. You know, it's one of the greatest movies of all time. It's a really, really amazing movie. So I just thought it was interesting how they they. Yeah, just like I think there's a lot of it yeah. that's interesting. That's why I liked about it. And maybe you, you said, you know, there's so much going on, there's too much going on. I kind of liked it because there's so much to grab from and some bits I'm missing and I'm not getting, but there's mm. some bits I am. I don't know, I really like that. And mm. to me also, it was like the dialogue and the text of this movie is so good. Yeah. Like who, who was the writer? Do you know? I think it probably was Spike Lee. Spike Lee, I'm right. Sure he, I mean, I mean, he writes, writes most of his stuff. Yeah. 
because the he's writing by a few people, but is yeah. just fucking Spike excellent. It. It's just excellent, and it just sums up each character. It sums up the relationship, and oh, it's so good. Well, a lot of the lines in this movie are, are really intense too. Like, mm-hmm. um, like, and they and they come off as like throwaways. Yeah, that's yeah because and it's kind of like it's more like a natural vibe, mm, a natural vibe, and also they're soldiers, so I guess they're kind of. And they're men. They're quite masculine yeah. men, all of them. Me so they're not, I guess, th- too big with like the feeling stuff. So when they do say something that's really deep and, I yeah. guess, meaningful or whatever, they're all just said as throwaways. Yeah. And I like that. And it's acted so not melodramatically, mm. which I just love. But yet at the same time, it is. Well, like I think who's the uh, the female character in the movie, Melanie Thierry's that the actress's name. Yeah. Um, she has a lot of really great lines in it. Like she, there's one line that she says that. I feel like echo echoes throughout the movie and is brings up probably the um the main central uh-huh. theme of it in the sense of trauma and she says war never ends for those involved. Yeah, oh that line. Yeah. And I think that's such a great line. And the way she says it is so throwaway. Like if you would you would miss it if you, you if you don't pay attention yeah. cuz she just says it and it and it makes sense um cuz like the trauma that these characters carry especially um the main guy uh Paul Playwright yeah. Del- Delroy Lindo, who's amazing in yeah. this part, he, he he's carrying this insane amount of trauma, and it's and it just brings up the fact that like and the way he showcases yeah. it too, like the, the random signs of aggression, like and the, 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 the way Spike Lee and, films it as well, like yeah. towards the end when he's in, like when they're in the bushes and he's kind of alone, yeah. like he he films him just frontal on and he's expressing like he's like monologuing almost, yeah. and um and it's so intense and it's just all there about are his some trauma. It's really some, good monologues in there, yeah. Like Some great that kind of come out of nowhere that are quite natural, but are done so well. Like Spike Lee's choreographed yeah. it so well, just put it together so well. Yeah. And um, I like the fact that the character of Paul, he's on a pilgrimage to exercise his demons. Yeah. Like he's, he's there to relieve himself of, of his PTSD in, mm-hmm. in, a, in a way, or just like relieve himself of his, his own trauma. Yeah. And I think his character is so, is the most laid in the movie because his son comes along yeah. and, I, at first, I didn't like the son's character. Like, I didn't really understand. But then, like, towards the end of the movie, it makes more sense. Like, I understand why he's there. Mm-hmm. But I, it, to me, it was like, oh, okay, he's here. And it didn't really matter. And I, I didn't really understand the relationship until, like, the end. And then yeah. that you understand that trauma is generational. Mm-hmm. Like, his trauma has affected his son. Exactly. And that affects yeah. the relationship. And it, and, and it also yeah. brings up the fact, you know... Bringing it back to kind of a modern day thing, people always argue like, "Why are you the way you are?" Like, you, but you're a product of what you're, the environment you're brought you're in. Brought you know? up in, and exactly, yeah. and like so the trauma is brought up there. Exactly. So he yeah, has a dad through. who who's dealing with severe PTSD and yeah. depression and confusion and all this yeah. emotional stuff, and it's just completely affected him as a person too. Yeah. And the way that they brought that out, I think, is really real and um, very. I guess you. Could, it's very easy to relate in a way like just anybody could relate you know because mm. whatever however your parents are affects how you are and yeah you know exactly. it's just so the way they've done it I, I, I love it that's why I, yeah yeah I, I mean like one of the things I had with this movie like two-thirds of it I really liked right mm-hmm. and then the third part of the movie I thought like something happens in the third act without giving anything away something happens and I thought narratively I didn't like it Think as much. It was maybe an easy option. I just didn't like it. An obvious option. No, it's not that. I, I, it just didn't land for me. Like right. whatever, ha- what, what happens, I don't want to say what happens, but like it just didn't, for me, it didn't land. And then I was like, okay, okay, this is what's happening in the movie. And narratively, I didn't like it. And then the direction it was taking, I was thinking to myself, oh, it's going to go in this kind of silly direction when it really, I didn't think the movie was about that. Yeah, and then I think sl- there is something. Brought, it brought me back into the, the movie. The I only knock, it. the only knock I will give it, is kind of the action. Yeah, see, I that's the I only knock I'll give it. It, it wasn't the greatest put together action, well, or it wasn't very yeah. well built up. That's the that's the only knock I'll give it. Everything yeah. else, I just I loved. don't think for me was the action that was the problem. I just right. think, well, I mean, it part partly is. I mean, like. The fact that they had a lot of action, like a bit of action in it, mm-hmm. I don't think it needed to kind of have it. Yeah. But once the movie does that, I'm willing to accept it. Like, okay, the movie's going to go here. Like, I don't, I don't, not for me, but I'm going to like, you know, just yeah. accept the movie's going in this direction. And it went in that direction and I didn't really enjoy it. 
but towards the end of the movie, I kind of liked it a bit more. Like I grew into it and I liked okay, it. Yeah. But I think thematically, it gets so strong towards the end with yeah. the ideas of trauma and coming yeah. face to face with your and, trauma. And I said that too, because you had yeah. 45 minutes left and you were saying yeah. this, that, that. I was like, just wait, wait till the end, yeah. you know? But it wasn't, yeah, I mean like- it's the, one of those the type ending of is really great. The ending is really strong. And I think it just loses me for about a little five, 10 minute yeah. period. But then it comes back strong. And, and I think thematically, it, in the terms of facing your trauma, like what the, the character of Paul like literally faces his trauma. Yeah. Like he comes face to face. And I like the fact in the movie that death is death is so instant, but it lasts a lifetime. Yeah. Like people in this movie, they die. They're literally from one shot. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's probably really realistic. Like, that's, yeah, I do you know like I mean? that. But yeah. they're de- and then when, they're de- when they get shot, they're dead. Mm. Like, there's no like harpering out. Like, oh, I'm fucking. Yeah, oh, that's what I like too. Yeah. It was there was um, when what's his face like gets blown up by a, a grenade, right? I'm trying yeah. not to give too much away, so I said, "What's his face?" Yeah. But um, when one of the characters gets blown up with a grenade, <laughs> he there's no like there kind of is, but there's no like, uh, and like trying to talk. It's just like they kind of just die, yeah. you know, and that's good. See that for me, that was really predictable. Like I oh, was, I knew. I was as just soon like, as what? Like, as, as soon as you could, I, I don't. I'll give it away. Ca- I don't care. The, I'm spoiling it. I don't care. Yeah. As soon as you started walking backwards, yeah, I was just like, I was like fucking minefield. Uh, even they, one of the characters they said it earlier that. on too. Yeah, they said, um, they said there are still mine mines, yeah. you know. And so I'm like, okay, he's he's walking backwards, yeah. and the the actor I feel kind of anticipated it himself in a way yeah. the way he did it. Well, and even I was the like, actors oh, I around like him that. they say in the script like, why is he walking back? And yeah, just like, well, it's fucking obvious. Yeah, <laughs> I just get it. Like that was a problem for me. Yeah, and I think you brought up earlier with me. Um, with one of the problems that I had was that some of the the movie didn't deserve some of its reveals. Like pretty early on in the movie, it's not a spoiler. Mm-hmm. Like one of the characters realizes he's got a daughter in Vietnam, yeah. and you're just like. I didn't really care. Like yeah. that didn't matter to me like at all. Yeah. Because I hadn't really gotten to know Because it was about eight yet. minutes in. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't got to know <laughs> It was them. about eight minutes in. Yeah, That's literally, what it's, it's, it's really early on and I hadn't gotten to know it and I feel like the movie didn't earn the right mm. to just give me that. And, but like, you know, the movie's not about him and his daughter. Like, yeah. So, I mean, in that sense, I'll accept it because it's, mm. it's not about that. But it's for me, I just think like that could have been like you think a maybe there thing. was too much layer. Yeah, it was too well. It's too much. Yeah. But then again, some of the characters weren't laid enough. Like mm-hmm. I feel like two of the two two of the characters in the group aren't really given much. Yeah. Like there's really only the movie's really about one guy. Yeah. Or two guys. I'll argue it's about the two son and and the son. So it's three. But like, like there's two other guys that I feel like a real throwaway. And mm-hmm. it, for me, it didn't really like land. Yeah. And um, also for me, Chadwick Boseman, he's not in it enough. Yeah. But when he's in it, he's amazing. He's amazing yeah. to look at too. Like the way they shoot, they shoot them in that kind of aspect ratio. It's kind of similar to like um, the Nightingale. Or yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. What's another one they shot it as? Let me see. And it, it, it takes you back in time in a way. Yeah, yeah. Like which it, uh, is so yeah. good. And the way he's edited it too, Spike Lee, of putting in like sometimes they'll just be shots where it looks like it's from an old Vietnam War documentary yeah. or one of them just takes a photo of a bird and then it clicks and you see the photo, but the yeah. photo is like kind of dark, like grainy black and white. Like, it's well, it's a like it kind of looks a bit photo. more saturated. Yeah. Like there's a bit like the colors are a bit heavier. I feel on, so, on some of the, in, in, scenes, in the yeah. war scenes they are specifically, but like, um, yeah, I just thought to me, Chadwick Boseman, like I just feel like he should have been in the movie just like, just like a little bit more, mm-hmm. just to give his character a bit more like oomph. Yeah, when, like his his character still had a like was a really strong mm. presence in the movie. Like they talk about him constantly, and like you can always feel his presence in the movie. Yeah, but I think personally for me, I would love to have seen his like seen yeah. him physically in the movie a lot more. Yeah. Um, just because I like him as an actor, but also because he, he, he like he just looked great and it would have served the the mm. more emotional move. Uh, parts in the movie but then when the emotional parts do happen in the movie they're really strong yeah so it's just like they could have just amped up the like more emotion if they had him in the movie just a, an extra bit more definitely yeah, yeah so i just thought like he yeah he was a bit um just a bit underused for me that was loud what when i just cracked, you my cracked your knuckles and you could yeah. just hear it um yeah i can't help it but yeah definitely i think yeah for me the only knock was the action to be honest like that yeah. stuff i can understand why but i still didn't really mind it and I I just loved pretty much everything about the movie. What are you going to give it out of ten? Well, I have one more point to actually oh, okay. say. Um, when they go when they go back to yeah. Vietnam and they shoot the um the sh- when they shoot the Vietnam War scenes, mm-hmm. Spike Lee chooses to use the older actors in those scenes. 
Yeah, he and does I feel it. Like use younger. I love that. Yeah, so did I. I love the I fact love that. that it works on two fronts for me. It works in the sense that we could be confused as to whose character is who like if, yep. they, if they put younger people in it. Yep. But I also like the fact that it the war, like it goes back to that quote that war never war ends still for those go- involved. It's still going on involved, and it's them. And it's going on in them yep. and they're reliving their trauma going back. Yep. And I just really loved, I loved it. I thought it was really and also smart. A it would have been easy to put. And plus a lot of the people. times those old scenes are them remembering the old scene, right? Yeah. And when you remember a moment in your life, you remember it from the You remember it from how you look right now. Yeah. And so I like that too. And you remember it with like the knowledge you have now. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So I just like I, I thought they captured that really quite well. Um yeah, it just it worked it, that that was mm. like really strong. Because it could have easily have been one of those movies where if they'd gone back, it could have been a different movie. Yeah. Because I think by keeping them older, it still mm-hmm. keeps that documentary esque yeah. yeah. feel about it. Had they put them as younger guys, it would have mm-hmm. made it a bit more of like an a war a war thing. Yeah. Not that like it just would have it would have detracted from mm. what the points were, and I thought, yeah, yeah like directionally wise, this movie's so strong. Mm-hmm. Um, not as strong as Black Klansman for me. I mean, that's a masterpiece. Ma- Black Klansman, that was really great, mm. and um, but I just think, yeah, personally, for me, like, yeah, it was just so Spike Lee's really great, and like in terms of directing, he's. Really what are you good. giving it out of ten? Um, I give it about a seven, seven point five, <sighs> nine. Yeah, really, I'm giving it a nine. I think it's great. It's a good movie. I, I loved just, it. I just. I know I have problems with it, but I think it's one of the better movies you'll see of the year. Yeah, like I'm like I'm not it. knocking this. Like it's a really good movie. Maybe because my my standards are Spike Lee, so like yeah. I, but I'm, then again, I'm like yeah. I know Black Klansman was so great. I really love that. Yeah. So when you're coming up a movie that great, and you just like I mean, if I'm rating it just off Spike Lee movies, I'm giving it an eight or a seven and a half. One of his best, but or not one just, of his best movies. It's good. It's one of his best, but not like you know. See my personal. So if I, that's what I'm saying, if I was rating it because it's Spike Lee, yeah. it's a seven and a half, eight. Yeah. But I'm rating it just off movies in general. Yeah. Spike Lee's just amazing. So take him out of the equation. It's a nine for me, you know? <laughs> but I like, I mean, for me, like the problems of the movie, they weighed on me, but they weren't, But there's too much good in this movie to kind of knock it yeah. around. Like there's too much, yeah, there's, there's too much to like. The performances mm. are great. I love The that. direction is really amazing. Mm. Um. The soundtrack's good. I didn't really care for the score. Score didn't no. really do it for me. I didn't. I didn't really hear much. But the Cicada's soundtrack has worked well. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of set. Like, yeah, mm. I mean, I mean, now that I think about it, how much score was actually in the movie? Like, I don't. I can't Not really much. remember that much. But like, and then like the script. There's some really great lines in the script. Like another great mm. line from the script that I'm reading from my notes is, "Um, green is more important than black." Yeah, I thought that was quite interesting, especially with the fact that with the gold and whatnot, mm-hmm. when they're trying to find the gold, like it's kind and of also trying to say, rectify their and past. And they say, you've got to go back, you've got to help out the whole black community and the, and black lives. He's like, but what about my black life, motherfucker? Yeah. Like, I want my money to help my black life. Yeah, like, exactly. that's kind of, and I, I like that. That's but it's funny, also like, know? does money cover up this? Does money cover up our sins? Does money cover up our trauma? Does it make mm. us happier? And, you know, ultimately, I don't think it does. Like, it, it doesn't cover up the fact that, you know, they're still suffering from PTSD. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't, it's not going to help them. It yeah. might bring them some, some happiness in the sense that they might be more secure for their family, yeah. but it's not helping them. Yeah. So I just like, I thought that was a really cool line. Like there's, it's got some really great throw lines and, yeah. and really great. I mean, I like the, I like the fact that it comes, it harkens back to apocalypse now and all that. Cause I really like those kind of movies and like platoon and whatnot, but um, perhaps it didn't need it as much. Yeah. As I think it had it, but, but no, it, I, like I still think it's a really good movie. You, everyone will really enjoy it. You're yeah, going to get a lot definitely. out of it. It's definitely going to challenge you. And yeah. Spike Lee's there to do that. That's, the, that yeah. that's the kind of director he is. He's always wanted to challenge his audience. Exactly. So I just thought it was a really good movie. So, seven um, out of 10. So, moving on then to Classic Movie Friday. It's a classic Movie Friday. It's kind of a cl- It's not like famous oh, it's a cl- yeah, in it's, a way. It's, it's a it is, movie. but it's not like, you know, like the classic, classic, but it is a classic movie. Oh, yeah. Um, to me, it's a classic. Yeah. And it's one I've never seen before, which is yeah. crazy. So I'd seen it. I remember the first time I saw. Well, it. we should say oh, the movie's well. name. So, so, so um, saying it. So the, <laughs> so the classic movie for Classic Movie Friday is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, and it's a 2004 American science fiction romantic drama. Yeah, that's a mouthful. Written by Charlie Kaufman and directed by Michelle Gondry, and it stars um, Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet, along with Kirsten Dunst, Mark Ruffalo, and Elijah Wood, and Tom Wilkinson. And what a cast. I don't know how to kind of express this movie in terms of plot but what i would say it's about like without giving I, well, should we give stuff away for classic yeah movie? yeah every Can't. time okay. i say this every week i don't know spoil everything like, it's fine it's, it's, on classic okay, movies classic Just movies spoil spoil it. It. okay i'll, like, I'll, I'll remember you haven't time. watched remember it tough luck time. buddy <laughs> <laughs> but i um so the movie is essentially about um 
memories and relationships. And mm-hmm. Jim Carrey is getting his mind erased. Because there's this company literally. that can literally wipe out yeah. memories of people yeah. from your mind. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, it's... it's it's So on that, yeah. would you use it? Would so, you want memories wiped out? So I was... I was messaging a friend about this, yeah, and I and I said like um, I asked her the question, and she said that she wouldn't. And I, they asked me, and I think I think I'd be impulsive impulsive enough to do it because really, like, because say you get like heartbroken, you're like fuck, we exactly person, like when, you, when, go. You're, when you break up with someone, especially someone who you're involved with, like on such an Long intense term level, or, yeah, and it when you break up with them, it, like heartbreak is so painful, mm. so you just want it to go straight away. And I think I'd be impulsive enough to do that because when yeah. I. Because when I feel like when I love, I love really deeply, and yeah. I love really like I love really highly. Like yeah. I just I am really committed to like some yeah. person. So like which which is the best and the worst? Yeah, it can be really good. <laughs> and it can be really bad. But I mean, it's the best because like you're giving everything, and until your heart gets broken, then it's like, oh. yeah, like I, yeah, it would. We won't touch on that. I'm just breaking down on here. <laughs> no, um, no, but I feel that like I would do it. But I would be like Jim Carrey and regret it. Like yeah. I try to fight the fact yeah. <laughs> that it was, it's happening to me. I feel like just, I think you just, you need memories, you know? Yeah. Even bad ones, because well, without the bad, you don't know what's good. I, if that I, makes sense. This is a really good quote that I love. I can't remember who, who wrote it, but it's um, memories, good or bad, uh, or priceless collector's items. You yeah, mean? that's true. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. and they, f- they shape who you are. Yeah. Like, it's... Let's let's go back to the movie and we'll discuss like we'll go back and yeah. into it. But like, so what happened? The movie's about like Jim Carrey and it opens up with Jim Carrey, kind of being all kind of like lonely and mm. fucking sad and like kind of it's very personal kind of to lost, him. I would know? say like yeah, he's, 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 it's it's a really good movie for Jim Carrey. Yeah, it's very. Personal. And I think in terms of his performance in the movie, there's not too much Jim Carreyness in it. No, um, tiny bit, but not yeah. It very mm. minuscule. Like it's he's probably his least Jim Carrey performance, and it's yeah. probably his best performance. Yeah, um, better than Truman Show, in my opinion. Like it's just he's really he's really what I could kind of relate it to as well. well. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And what I can kind of relate it to is um, you haven't seen it yet though. The way back with um, Ben Affleck and oh, how yeah. personal that is. Yeah, and it's kind of similar. Like they're not really playing similar characters, but. Yeah. Just in the way that it's personal to them, yeah, and the way they were able to do it, 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 I could kind of get a sense. I was like, okay, this really means a lot. Yeah, it's interesting with like Jim Carrey because I get the sense that well, it's interesting with like comedic actors because like this this role wouldn't be given to them, and I'm so glad mm-hmm. that he got the opportunity to yeah. give it his all. And you can tell that he wants to do um like this movie came 2004, so it's it's like what yeah. 16 years ago, right? He doesn't want to just be stuck. He doesn't want to be Jim Carrey. Like Jim Carrey doesn't want to be the guy who's doing fucking dumb and dumber. Like yeah. he wants to challenge himself. And yeah. in this movie, I really get the sense that he loves the challenge yeah. of of being other than. I mean, he is an actor. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know, as funny as he is, like it's just it's kind of crap for him the fact that he's just so fucking funny. Yeah. Because he just gets put in like that stuff, but yeah. like he. He is an actor at the end of the yeah. day and he and he is an artist and he enjoys expressing all different emotions yeah. and diving into all different parts of his yeah. psyche in a way. I like how like when we first introduced to Jim Carrey's character, he's talking about how he's with this woman, Naomi. Yeah. And he's like, she's nice, nice is good. But like when he meets Kate Winslet's character, mm. she's complete polar opposite to him. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's that fate there's like people it's she's so open quote, and just people, comes on so strong. People say that opposites attract. Yeah. You know, like he's he's kind of quiet and shy and yep. she's just all in his face. But you need those kind of two opposing forces to challenge. Cause in relationships, it's not about personally for me, it's not about like being all happy and like like you want to be happy with someone, yeah. but you want that person to really challenge you and push yeah. you because that's how you want to grow I as a person. You want to grow with me, each other. Yeah, for me, it's not so like opposite sometimes, but then also like you can be quite similar, but if they're pushing you in a way, yeah. that's all it kind of is for me as well. Yeah. Like love is like kind of like a push. Yeah. You could be the exact same. Am I dating the female me? Yeah. <laughs> I say, but like you can be like the, um, like very similar, but still pushing them. Yeah. And I feel like that also that can kind of be the case, but not yeah. in this movie. They're very opposite. Yeah, they're insanely opposite. Yeah, and I also like in the fact at the very beginning. Sorry, I'm fucking burping all the time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, what but do you eat? yeah, who knows? 
fucking shit. I mean, who knows? <laughs> uh, I know. Who I knows? Don't know. I, don't I don't know. Sometimes I don't even know what I eat. <laughs> chuck shit in my fucking gob and just fucking go. Just <laughs> let it rip. But um, yeah. Like, uh, this movie captures, I think, just has such a really honest script. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the early, like one of the lines early on in the movie is, um, Jim Carrey says, "Why do I fall in love with every woman that shows the slightest bit of yeah. interest in me?" And I'm just like to us, I've had that moment. Like, yeah. I know that sometimes when I'm like sitting down at, like a cafe or like I'm just out and about and someone looks at me, I'm just like, I could just <sighs> imagine my whole life with that. She's person. the one. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. I'm so like that. Like uh, not now, but like, yeah, me not so much with me. Yeah, but, but like yeah. that happens. That happens a lot to me where I'll be like walking in, a, in the shops and I'll just see someone and just like look at me and I'm just like. Yeah, I could be with that person. That person's mm, so great. Like, no. <laughs> I've never actually had that. Oh my god, I haven't seen wow. it. Too. And I, you know, what I like about their relationship in the movie is that from the get go, like from the get go, they immediately have this attraction. Yeah, like, I think they work. Like, it, obviously, like yep. it, like Jim Carrey's kind of like a, doesn't want to really talk to her, but at the same time, he really does. Like, he, mm. like he says that about who says, "Why do I fall in love with everyone?" I say, mm. and he's talking about like he, he doesn't really open up, but he yeah. keeps talking, and he keeps talking for a reason because he's trying to open up, but he can't. Yeah, you know. And I think that the that the opening bit really strengthens the end, and it really strengthens the message because the opening is actually the ending mm. in this movie. Yeah, yeah, and yeah like yeah. the um, or is well, the ending like the, the opening? Yeah, well, kind of thing. But like, <laughs> it strengthens the message that. Like he'll always be attracted to her. Like the yeah. people always come back, and they yeah. like that. Yeah, it, I thought that was really quite smart mm-hmm. in terms of editing. Like, like in terms of editing and just direction. Yeah, highlighting that theme of just always being attracted to that person, mm-hmm. always coming back, even though you have no recollection of them. It was just, it yeah. was just such. It was just like really amazing. There's and just so many, I guess, moments in this where it just captures like every element of love or yeah. of, of heartbreak yeah. or of, of just life Absolutely. in general. And also the end when he goes, when she's like, yeah, but like we've been together before and then we've heard Doesn't the work, tape and yeah. you've said all this stuff about me. Yeah. And then, so like, why are we going to do this again? And he's like, so, yeah, you know, yeah, like so, I feel yeah. like, Oh, that's so, so good. Be- it was such a good, like, this so? movie finds human truth in such complexity. Yeah. Like you've got, you've got this really complex idea of erasing memories. Yeah. And even then, like, the, the movie doesn't really go heavily into that because it's, it's not, not like about... the memory science. It's not about no, that, you no. know. It's more about, like, just memories in general. Mm. And, yeah, it just goes heavily into that but really comes back to home truth. And I really relate that back to movies such as Interstellar. Yep. Like, Interstellar is this really galactic mm-hmm. movie. And, you know, going through fucking, like, like wormholes and whatnot. But, but really yet the it's essence not, of the yeah. idea is what was... It, how far are you willing to go to save your children? Like exactly. that's essentially what Interstellar is. How far does a mm-hmm. man go to f- to save his family? Yeah, and to get back to the ones he loves. And like, if you can in movies like this, and like same with Inception. You know, it's another Christopher Nolan mm-hmm. movie that goes to that. Like, how far are you willing to go back for your family for the ones yeah. you love? I like if you can really find in if you can find the human truth in a complex idea and just simplify it in a line. Like, then you know your idea is is really good, and you know you've got a hold of your idea, and that's mm. really the sense that. Michelle Gondring, Charlie Kaufman, they've really got, they really know what the movie's about. And in terms of everything as well, like in terms of sound design, production design, cinematography, this movie is like on equal par with each other. Each parts of the movie are really on on like the same level. They're operating, they're all operating to service the film, not one's operating higher than the other. Like, like one thing's not better than going, than something else. Like usually in in like a movie, something like, there's like something an, will, an emotional will bias stand out a lot more oh. than than something else, right? So yeah. like, just in terms of like the production, something will always stand out. Something yeah. like generally, or like not generally, but sometimes it does. And in this movie, everything's servicing itself. Like the yeah. score is servicing the characters, yeah. and it's servicing the storytelling. Like it's the so sound of the score. Like there's a there's a bit where the music goes in reverse. Yeah, and you're just like, well, that's obviously because he's going back in his memories, yeah. and it's like it all makes sense. Like everyone, I feel everyone working on this film just understood everything like understood the film inside out yeah and that's from the cast the director to the to the music people to the production design like whatever it was like every single person knew the vibe knew the energy knew the importance knew the just everything yeah and was able to just work so simultaneously to just tell a story and that's the like movies are there to tell a story yeah so everyone needs to be on the same path to tell a story it's not there to to show how good this actor is or how good uh, this character is yeah. or how good whatever this director it's there to just tell a story yeah, and this movie story. like I don't care even though it's a fucking amazing cast yeah. 
I don't care who the cast is. I don't care who the director is. The yeah. fucking story is yeah. so good. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. And you know, it's, it, the world building in this movie, like I always go back to that. That's the number one thing for me in movies is mm-hmm. if they can really capture the sense of the world. And what I love about this movie and a lot of other movies do it. Well, not a lot of other movies, but some movies do it. Yeah. Like Looper. Um, they, yeah, like the movie Looper. They always they they have what happens in the movie happen more than once. Yeah, yeah. So like the idea that people always become attracted, like Kirsten Dunst is attracted to Tom Wilkinson, mm-hmm. who's like her boss, and like they they it's talk about that, and that's happen. like that's kind of like a subsidiary of what the of the main plot, but mm. it's still really important that people are always attracted to the same people. Yeah, or like just like love will find its way, like it always it finds always, a way. Yeah. And like in Looper, the same thing kind of happens, like breaking your loop or whatever. Like that happens more than once. Like it's not a foreign yeah. thing. I love that. I love when movies really express the like. And they, they just lay it with and history. on that, like how you know this will always happen, whatever. It kind of goes to a thing where it's kind of it's always going to happen. So just allow it. Yeah. And Jim Carrey, through pretty much the whole movie, doesn't really want to allow it. Yeah. Right. Until you get to the very end where he says so. Yeah. And that's like, oh, fuck. You, you know? Yeah. I really like the fact um, they always bring, there's this one song in the movie. It's by, it's by Beck, this singer. And mm-hmm. he like, I don't know if the song's by him, but he does, I think it might be a cover, but it's like called Everyone's Gotta Learn Sometimes. And yeah. Like, they play at the beginning so when good. Jim Carrey's like crying in his car. Yeah. And they also play it. And uh, I think like, the yeah, they, they play at the beginning when he's in his car crying and then they play at the end when they're about yeah. to get back together. And like the lyrics are like, they, they, they change with each interpret, like each showing of the scene. Yeah, like when he's crying, yeah. you, you really get this depressed sound, mm-hmm. or just de- and but they don't change the song. They just no, the de- lyrics they, work. Yeah, with, with that scene with, and work. Yeah, with the, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they work in comparison. Yeah. It was just so beautifully like done, and like yeah, it's kind of like a running motif. There was in so terms much of music. thought put into everything about yeah, this film. 100%. So much thought into the music. So much thought into like every word that was written for the yeah. for the script. It was just everything had so much thought in it, and I, and I'm. I'm wondering how like how long they they took to work on it. Oh, it would have been taking a while because I feel like a long time. The Not guy just who, the shoot, but like yeah. you know all the work. Before. Well, the guy who wrote it, Charlie Kaufman, he's like really known for writing quite abstract ideas, yeah. but, but bring them back to like normal movies. Like he he wrote Being John Malkovich, which is I don't know if you've seen that, but that is like really fucking no, weird. But I've always wanted to. See um, it, he, he works with like Spike Jones a lot, and he did this movie called Adaption, and he did this movie called Sindo Key New York, uh-huh. which I haven't seen, but it's con- like it's supposed to be really really quite amazing. But um, yeah, the the I think the feel of this movie is also quite strong. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Charlie Kaufman, well, go back to but Charlie Kaufman part. Sorry, Charlie Kaufman like really takes complex ideas and uh-huh. really makes them into like really human human truths. That's yeah. what he's doing essentially. He does that a lot in his scripts. And what I like about this movie in terms of cinematography and just the way it looks and feels is that it has this indie small movie feel. Yeah. And it like it just it just reminds me of other movies as well, like Lost in Translation. And um, like her and uh, yeah. Yeah, being John Malkovich, yeah, it was really quite quite cool. And like Definitely. the hand, the handheld moments, um, some handheld moments in this movie make the film re- uh, really erratic, mm-hmm. especially when they're going back in his mind and going through all the memories. Yeah, trying, like yeah, yeah. It, it becomes crazy erratic, and like the way the they people change look. the pace so well, yeah, yeah. and, and it, the, the slender look, yeah, but the yeah, they change they yeah. change the pace so well, and it it like kind of alters your emotion in a way to the film, and then it brings it back. I don't know, but the way they. Transitions really nice. Just yeah. a lot the, about it. So good. The score is really crazy too. Like the yeah. score has this really, but maybe not a lot in sound. Like it does have some elements of jazz in it, but uh-huh. it feels really jazzy. And the whole movie feels like that. Yeah, because jazz is like starts off one way, but it becomes really erratic and does all these other yeah. things. Yeah, like jumps yeah. around and that, like, that's a very good point. Yeah, it's yeah, very like jazzy. It, yeah, yeah, like it it definitely because ha- like he's going through memories and like yeah. it's, it's crazy and like the the film definitely like the score helps with that kind of that feel as well and yeah it's just it's intense mm. but i love the like the idea that the movie doesn't compromise its complexity no like it's not compromising its its idea of erasing memories even though they don't go into that much but they're not com- yeah they're not compromising that that kind of part of the story yeah it's, definitely and they don't compromise it with complex scientific elements like mm. it's just is what it is and you just move on from it yeah like they don't go too far into the whole algorithm behind the the memory wiping yeah. and all. it's just kind of like this machine that does it it's yeah. kind of just that that's not important. Yeah, it's the the message or the story or whatever you know. Yeah. Like that's the important thing. Yeah, and like uh, like the themes of like how quickly do we let go or how how mm-hmm. quickly do we move on or yeah, like moving or does moving on mean when we move on do we have to respect the past? Yeah, because you need like I feel, I feel like, like this movie do. raises so many questions in terms of like how you view relationships or how you view memories in that way, like how or like how you. And like how you live out the memories. Yeah. Like I love the fact that 
what this movie does so well is that, and what everyone does in a harp in in um in in a breakup is you always live the memory again. Like yeah. I always put myself in those shoes, like of when there were good times or when there were bad, bad times, times, and yeah. what I would say then or what I would do differently. I think, but you can grow from it, so I think yeah. it's important to keep those memories. Yeah, like because personally, like whenever I yeah whenever I break up with someone or if I whenever I, or like just if I'm single or something, I always yeah. think back to when there were good right. times I had with yeah. someone else. It's just yeah, it was just, it's just something I do. But I and think it's it's yeah. important to look back to the bad times too. Yeah, well, you. I think you it's know? it's. I I think the movie's trying to say with the bad times is that they're okay. Yeah, like bad times are gonna happen. Yeah, and I think even at the end too, when she's saying, "You know all this bad stuff about me," but he's like, "So like so that, you know, that's the like, thing." Yeah, these bad things are gonna happen. It's yeah. Just, that's just that's just the nature of relationships. Exactly, it's the nature just of accept life. It. Really, allow like, it. Whatever, yeah. go. It's just being so. able to accept it and move on. Yeah, is something else. Yeah, and and such I, a beautiful message. I love the movie. How the movie isn't without humor. Like the movie is really humorous. It's Jim Carrey, but it's but it's yeah. not Jim Carrey doing. I think the humor comes more from. No, Kate no, Winslet. no. That's what I'm saying. It's it's like it's kind of without humor in it. Like it's not Jim Carrey's humor is what yeah. I meant to say. Yeah, and so like the, the humor that comes out of it's. Very different to what he's used to. Yeah, but he's still good at it. And yeah, because it's not really a comedy at all. But yeah, yeah. I mean, there are com- the comedic elements. Elements. Um, Kate Winslet is is really funny. She's really mm. stand out for me. I think out of both her Jim Carrey, I, I really liked um, Kate Winslet, and I like the fact that like like you were saying before, how everything kind of complements each other. Like yeah. they complement each other quite well. They have this really amazing chemistry. Yeah, and just this, it's just really quite strong and. I just like the fact that they're so opposite to each other and mm. she's so erratic and and I love yeah. how intimate they know each other. Like when and it they're kind talking of com- underneath yeah. the sheets, yeah. like that's such a hum- like that's such a relationship yeah, thing. They definitely. really capture the relationships and even the idea that he's looking back on it or like he's in his memories about it and talking to her about it, then like <laughs> I need to go to the toilet so bad. <laughs> so I'm like Jesus and, and we're pressed for time to Okay, well, I'll try to wrap it up a bit more quickly. But yeah, I just <laughs> Had lost to say my that. thought now. Just fucking pissing a bottle. I like, Here's a cup. I got a cup right here. Imagine that. Yeah, that'd be, if I saw you pissing on the podcast. Because I was like, oh, I've got to move. Fuck. So, uh, <laughs> but like, um, the funny thing is you pissed before the podcast. I know, but then I drank my cup of water. Oh, you dingus. What are you doing? Yep. Hurry up. Um, but anyway, yeah, like I lost my point. But um. Yeah, I just like the fact that he's it's just really lived in. Mm. Like the world feels lived in, their relationship feels yeah. lived in. It just all feels quite natural. So I, what are you giving me out of time? Oh, I said so much more to say. Yeah, you have too many notes no, and no, you no, have to I've get to the end more, of it. One more thing no, to say, that's and I it. think it's quite funny. No, because legit, it's one fifteen, and <sighs> people are going to walk through the door at one fifteen. Oh, who cares? So um, what are okay. you giving it out of 10? I give it about a nine. Nine, nine half out of 10. Nine. Nine, actually just nine. I give it a... I can't just give a nine to both of them. That's I'll give it a nine, whatever. Yeah, no, it. nine and a half. Nine for five. It's, <laughs> it's, it's better than to five bloods. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But so it's a different movie. I'm giving it a nine and a half. Right, so we have to wrap up. Yeah, we do. Just to fucking hey, but urinate. that's that's regular timing though. An hour <laughs> and eight minutes. And um, but yeah, you just you write so many notes and then you read them and you're like, oh, I've got to get to the end of them because I've got all these notes. Oh, that one's no, really good. No, not all of them. I don't. I don't do that with all. Um, of them. but then you can glance. And go, oh, but that one's really good. Let me bring that up. Um, yeah, well, that's the. But yeah, point. <laughs> I know it's, it's the all point. about having good ideas. But also, uh, to say. also, I need a piss. Nature of a podcast. So, um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, so, that was a good episode, but was it? Yes. I don't know anymore. Yes, it was. Right. So, thanks for listening to that one. <laughs> Email us at meettheflickers at gmail and Instagram at flickerspod. And thank you for staying engaged. And the trivia is going pretty well. And. Mm. More people joining in the trivia too. Yeah, it's always good to see. Also, read the questions, people. Yeah. Because I had some people ask me, like, I had one person in particular said that mm. I was wrong in the, in the answer. And I was like, you, myself, no, I wasn't. wasn't. <laughs> you have to read them because a lot yeah. of people don't read them properly. Yeah. Some of them anyway. Anyways, thanks for listening. Right, thank you. That was a good episode. <laughs>